It's a new day in the workroom. Let's jump right into all the drama in DragCon before we talk about anything in this episode. Gia Gunn is at it again. I don't... Un- like, I, I kind of... Like, I think she just has decided I'm going to be the troll. I am going to be the troll. Like, that is my role here now. And is just, like, throwing out these grenades and knows that they'll get picked up on and know... And I, I, I feel like she doesn't really authentically... Doesn't actually care. Like, she just wants to drama. She lives for it. So she said that I didn't see any beauty at Dragon and just let that explode across Drag Queen Internet. Because uh, Maureen said she didn't even go to DragCon. She was like, I'm worth more than having to sit in the booth and beg for your money. I know my value more than that. So then she's just take, slagging everybody who went. Yeah, and it's just not that productive because like, who are her fans? Only Drag Race fans. And this is like, mm. I mean, you know what? Like, DragCon is a, like, it is a cash grab. To be perfectly honest, I think the vast majority of the fans who go there should know their worth more and be like, I'm not going to pay. Like, what is it, Drag DragCon UK, the tickets are like £300 for a weekend ticket. And then, like, that doesn't... For the All-Star, for the all, right? Yeah, for the All-Star, for, like, the kind of VIP package that doesn't even get you a guarantee to meet any queens. And the majority of queens at DragCon were charging to have photographs with them. So it wasn't even that you got to like pay your money for your entry. And then it just meant you could walk up and say, hi, you've had to buy a t-shirt. You had to buy a badge. You had to pay money for the for stuff. So like, I kind of think like, you know, the fans are who have put these drag queens, Gia Gunn included into a position where they're able to make a career out of their chosen career path of drag in a much more, opulent way than they would have without this so not so dragging the queens who've gone to drag con in order to service the fans who are fans of the franchise and fans of drag as a result of the sort of world built by dragon is you know really just you know flipping off the actual fans of of hers as well that's what i feel about it yeah like I know, it's just not a good look but what you said there about her being a troll there's like people being like sometimes bob the drag queen is a troll in like a sort of knowing way as in you know that they're in on the joke and you know that like they don't really mean it i generally think jay god means it she means it with all her chest and she just doesn't give a shit <laughs> i i would agree with that i think that she does like she doesn't give a shit and she believes it absolutely but i think she knows that saying it is going to get her like yeah, as much attention as much attention as being a drag con she'll have gotten she got more attention this week than the majority of queens who are at drag con so you have to respect the hustle sometimes yeah but she probably got less money. So. I'd imagine so, because people weren't paying, because about 3,000 people didn't pay her 15 quid for a tick for, for a photograph. <laughs> honestly, like, I, I know we plan to go to DragCon UK in the new year, but I honestly, I know there's something about the interaction. I know you've gone to these things before, so maybe you can inform me. Like, how much of a chit chat do you get to have with the queen i got to be honest with you i found and actually when we were taught we were kind of like messaging back and forth about the the concept of drag on it and like both you know, i kind of agreed with what you said about the thing that is most interesting is just being able to walk around dip into the panels kind of have a look around the merch area the actual interaction when you queue up to meet the queens i find quite awkward like it's very much like i don't know if it gets it's 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 a meet and greet like that's what it is it's a hugely org- orchestrated meet and greet and 
it is literally you are shuffled in, you have your allotted minutes or so that you're in there for. There's the photograph. You know, like I, I went to one a couple of years ago and like literally it was a case like it was Trixie was there sitting on the stool. You walked up, you stood beside Trixie. She was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. Photograph taken, out you go. And you could hear her. She didn't even move. She's just sitting in the same position. And I I get that like, you know, for the Queen's. That's what they want to do. So it it doesn't feel like you're getting kind of a, like it doesn't, like, it, I, I don't know. It's very transactional, you know, like sex in the gay and community. And I always wonder, <laughs> the the follow-up to And Just Like That, <laughs> sex in the gay uh, The, like, I've always sort of questioned the, I mean, we're veering desperately off topic here, but I've always sort of questioned the, value of a photo with a celebrity when that interaction with the celebrity was literally just the photo like i had a friend who who met who like was in the same restaurant as graham norton and like asked him for a photo and he said like wait till i'm leaving and i'll take a photo with you because then everyone you know everyone will want one if i take one right in front of the middle of this restaurant so they waited and then just as he was about to leave this sort of get nodded they cute like stood in front of the door he walked by turned around photo and left and i'm kind of like cool fun story but like did you actually meet graham norton no like what like i'd much rather just have a chat with him for five minutes than get a photo because i feel yeah. like that's a better interaction i i completely agree with you like if i think about say some of the drag the dragged up meet and greets that I have gone through. There is like, I, I haven't done a meet and greet in a while. A while ago, actually, when Gottmik was here, myself and a friend went to, 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 to the show and had the meet and greet tickets. And that friend that I was there with had come out of trans over the course of lockdown. Gottmik on Drag Race had been a match. So for them, there was such a value in meeting this person because they had this investment in. And, and, and But for me, it was just kind of like, Hey, I saw you on the telly. So I, I am sort of, I am sort of of the, I, so I agree with you. I think that like, if there's a reason behind it, or if there's like a really sort of specific connection, then I suppose just getting the photograph can have that significance. But other than that, it is just sort of like, here is me plus, you know, a person from the, yeah, there's no, there's no story behind it. There's no real value behind it. I'd agree. Yeah. I don't have that connection with any, that many celebrities to that degree that I would find that valuable. Cause if I met Shay Kulea, I'd just be like, Oh, I loved your, you know, I loved your comedy look that you did in All Stars 5. <laughs> like, you know? <laughs> like, in other drag race related news in our, in our news roundup here was Courtney Act was on Eurovision. Popped up just two years after she lost out in the opportunity to represent uh, Australia, Australia in the Eurovision that never happened. And she should have won. The Montagna, the entrant they sent, was like their first entrant not to qualify. I think that's a slap on the wrist for not. You can't judge what would have happened in 2020 because it didn't happen. So we don't know whether Montagna would have qualified had she been there in 2020 and it was only fair to give her the opportunity to go I back in 2021. I think if she had been good enough, she would have qualified in 2021. As well. If she, I think no, you she are was right. rubbish in 2020. But she we, don't have, we don't have the subjective uh, <laughs> judgment on that because the Eurovision that year didn't go ahead. <laughs> but anyway, Courtney Act was there. <laughs> <laughs> Cognac was robbed. Anyway, she was there. Good to see her. Good fun. 
Loved Chanel for, for Hispania. Oh, I'm expecting that as a lip sync in season three was, of Hispania. It was also, I, I wonder if they were like aware of the timing when they were picking the, the lip sync for this week's episode yeah, of, of, of Drag Race. Um, or at least they would have known it would be in and around this time because that was an epic mm. lip sync and slow-mo will make an absolutely iconic Drag Race Hispania lip sync at some point in the near future. Very excited for that. Who other other than other than the um the obvious contenders, by which I mean I, Ukraine. And... I loved Serbia and her hand washing. Oh, I did enjoy that. I loved Romania with my Olami baby. Olami baby. Yes, I loved slinky, sexy, bowl haircut Lithuania woman. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> <laughs> that's the perfect way to describe her she's sort of like like when Jimbo does this sort of airy fairy cloud he's like oh, oh that was kind of her vibe <laughs> yeah I, I really enjoyed that song and also Estonia um, with their weird kind of man who seemed to just be sort of living in a Sefia lifestyle um, mm, I didn't love him oh. now I loved Moldova and the sort of bar square dance, dance I did song. I felt there was too much going on with that but I I, I did the the other one that I one that I wasn't sure where I landed on was was um Norway the the subwoofer or whatever they were yeah no I ultimately was like it's it's fine but I won't be listening to no, it again I no, don't think no. that's that's the news roundup <laughs> let's get into Drag Race Espana season two episode eight we are drawing to a close we joined the the gals after Sethlas's departure and they're all like gather around the table next week and they're all basically saying we don't really like Jirigi. How how did you feel about Jirigi going into this episode? I think that I, I don't know, like a couple of times I get the impression like Sharon is the obviously the one I think who has the most kind of like who's of an age where 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 they can kind of like appraise the situation. I think that she maybe said, or was it Vendita? I can't remember, that Jirigi is someone who hasn't maybe matured. Uh, enough like i i love jirigi's drag i enjoy jirigi's energy but like there was something in the way they behaved last week in that kind of in that untucked bit where it got very personal and like unnecessarily sort of petty um i could see where they were coming from because they felt like as if they were being singled out and they wanted to be able to kind of have a, a comeback but i i just think that they're young that's my kind of feeling on it I, I genuinely the thirty one though. No. Yeah. Oh well, Ned, that changes everything. I, I swear to God, I thought they were like twenty four at the oldest. I was like, that is like a nineteen year old. I was like, Hota Karahota and Jirigi Jirkli are the two turn teenagers in this competition. In that case, yeah. then I am a bit like, okay, they need to drop the Peter Pan complex and grow up because it's not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I thought her explanation of like I just wanted to diffuse the tension with the phone so I said something silly but in hindsight I realised I was fanning the flames like that sounded like take responsibility yeah okay but it's a bit of like the kind of a, the the diabetic oh no offence bus kind of a thing you know yeah. like it's not fully ta- it's kind of like saying oh I I try I was trying just to be humorous, but you guys blew it out of proportion, and I'm sorry that you blew it out of proportion. Like there's a little bit of that going on. But also, she didn't start the drama. No, she didn't. She just ended. The and drama. I do think as well that we like, if I, if I remember correctly, the last week wasn't it like Estrella kind of started all this by like unnecessarily saying, "Oh, I wouldn't have said what I was going to say. I would have said like kind of like unnecessarily. Well, that's because Sethless asked her. So I like I don't I imagine the world where Sethless stayed last week. They wouldn't be asking. They wouldn't be this like you know, 
why did you cause so much drama in the in Untucked last week, Seth Lass? I don't think they would have questioned her like that. But maybe they would. No, I, I think you're right. I don't think they would have. Uh, but anyway, so I do think that like it, it was clear that Jirigi's behavior was kind of reactive to what was going on mm. around them, and that perhaps a bit of maturing is needed, even though they are 31, which I had not realized. <laughs> <laughs> Supreme gives us full on senile energy in that video message this week. I don't know what she's <laughs> going for. So it was very strange. And then we have the puppet challenge. Uh and I liked that they changed up the catchphrase. So it was like because everyone loves putting your hand in. Oh I was like, okay, hmm, that's that's it. That's subversive. Uh, right, so Benita got Marina, Sharon got Estrella, Jirigi got Benita, Manila got Jirigi, and Estrella got Sharon. Anyone there you wanted to discuss? Um, I, like, I, I, I think that this entire episode, I feel like as if for a native Spanish speaker, you would be able to confidently say this was probably one of the funniest comedy challenges in an international series we've gotten. But I found myself like not really being able to follow some of it and like having to read the subtitles lost some of the nuances. I thought that they all did particularly well. They, they, they all did quite, some of them did quite well in the, the, the puppet challenge. I thought Sharon and uh, Marina in particular did fairly well. Um, but I can't really remember anything, any of the jokes because I was too concentrated on like reading what was happening. I only remember the ones that I remember not doing well. Um, Estrella and and Jirigi both kind of tanking and getting a bit like overcomplicated with what they were doing or relying too much on like one joke. Mm, yeah, like I remember Marina did like basically pulled the phone out of Jirigi's legs. I like that was, was funny, yeah. Funny reference as well. Sharon obviously did, like, Sharon actually sounded like Estrella in her interpretation which I thought was great. And then Australia really, really hammered home this week that whenever she tries to do comedy, she just speaks really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> That's the and it needs, And I, I felt like as if she, I think that like if we saw in the, the puppet challenge and then again in the way that she behaved or did, decided to do the, the monologue, not the roast, the monologue, mm. that they, um, that that she needs a bit of a crutch maybe because she mm. got it she rested on the this one joke for the whole puppet thing and then like her whole bit was like I'm their agent so like it was it yeah. was more of a one woman show than um, a roast. Sharon wins and they win concert tickets, which was. <laughs> I mean, it's like they're phoning into 98FM. You're heading to see. (laughs) You text up at the Pop City with a concert ticket. Enjoy Ed Sheeran at Toman Park. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't somebody during season 13 win a trip to Iceland? Was that Simone or Candy Muse or something? That's the last time I remember there being this sort of actual like civilian prize because the rest of it is like oh you've won this set of wigs oh you've won this set of our did you see our faves by the way from um from drag race italia made an ale appearance as well on the prize segment i did well, astrolab Astro back if it shines it's astrolab <laughs> i did see that i was delighted to see that astrolab like Raffaella cara had managed to bridge franchises <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> So on to the, um, let's get on to the roast. There's the whole bit where the past queens come in and they get paired up. And I don't know that that actually serve any purpose. No, I actually felt like it kind of got in the way. There was elements of this, this, um, 
I, I think that like they, they could tighten up these episodes and have them just be an hour. They don't need to be the hour and like 15 as they currently are. Um, and that yeah. whole segment of like having them talk about with the, the past queens about like, especially because some of those queens did a really bad job. So would you really want Dovina and Nermi giving you advice on like how to be funny mm. or Killer Queen? Like I feel like Jirigi was actually hampered by, by the fact that Killer Queen was there. Like, oh, dress up as a Christmas tree and then like pretend you're setting the table for Christmas. I was like, no, go back over there. You got. I I guess they have like, they they've heard. I guess it's more of a like, you know, what can I tell you about my friends that is good to slag them on? I guess that's kind yeah. of more so it. Like maybe these queens didn't know each other, so it's like Sagittarius can be like, oh yeah, well Davima hates when you call her dragon polish, whatever. Yeah. Like I think that was the. I don't think it was much of a, a comedic course rather than like uh let me spill tea on my friend yes i do think that was what it was intended to but i just thought it was interesting that killer queen seemed to be taking the um <laughs> the approach of sort of i uh, sort of like produ- executive producing jirichi set <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that's probably fair uh jirichi actually had a very nice moment talking about her granny and like that whole story of moving to brussels and you know, being very close to each other and then her pass away from COVID and realizing that she was out, was kind of keeping herself in her trans closet, if we use that mm. sort of terminology, because of her granny. Like, I thought that was a very nice story. And I was like, does that mean she's going home or are they going to do us over again now like they did last week? No, I very much felt like this was Jirigi being shown the door. I was like, we haven't really got much vulnerability from her this season. She's kind of been an ice princess the entire time. I was like, we are seeing her here. This is how she is. This is or this mm. is this is her moment to like be vulnerable and tell her story and then leave. Um, but it was a touching story, and then I suppose it tied through then to the to the runway look in a runway. really beautiful way. Um, and also back, I suppose to 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 Spain's like really tragic history as well. It, it was yeah, like it was overall like I mean her story this week was very powerful. Um, and I I you know she she comes off as someone who's very very young, but then you forget that that very young seeming person has experienced and gone through an awful lot so yeah Mm. there's depths yeah definitely let's jump into the roast then so marina was up first because she asked to go first and honestly the face on her when she was told she was going last she looked like she was about to i know crack into a thousand pieces (laughs) i enjoyed Uh, that little joke from sean that was very good I watched it with two Spanish speakers and they told me, and I guess, I think the, the guest judge, Annabelle Alonso, told me, or told us that she was doing an Argentinian accent, but I guess I was able to get that context in the moments that she played this Argentinian character. I thought she did a great job. She called Carmen an old plastic face. She called Killer Queen Ariel Wreck, and she said that they're all worried that they'll be jobless after season two premieres. And I thought they were all pretty solid jokes. I really enjoyed her 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 whole bit. I liked the kind of I don't know. It feels like it's interesting because like it you know drag actually reveals who you are all that kind of stuff. But like yeah. being able to put the drag on kind of gives you a distance from yourself to be more sort of a, a, of a different person. And obviously hmm. it was interesting that she then decided to put like a character and almost a secondary drag on in order to be able to deliver the this comedy. Um, but I really enjoyed it. I thought she looked really fun. I liked her jokes. I thought that her, her set was, was tight. It had that perfect balance of being sort of reverent, but also sort of insulting, like the sort of subtle digging in of the knife. But yeah, and it was hmm. one of the few non-English language sort of comedic sets 
that I found myself chuckling a lot. Herself and, Char- and Sharon's actually were two that I found myself kind of like chuckling along to what was happening in them, even though I wasn't necessarily following. Okay, interesting. I, I don't think you were too far behind. Because again, I guess I was watching with two Spanish speakers. They weren't really laughing at Estrella or Benita either. So it, I don't think it was just me. Like, I was sitting watching Estrella. I know we're jumping ahead now. Not laughing. My two Spanish friends weren't laughing. But yet the judges were laughing. So I don't know. <laughs> the judges laughed at everyone. The judges were like, yeah. we're going to deja sky to say we are going to laugh at everybody. <laughs> Um, and I do, but I think as well, like it was so clear. Like Australia was clearly the 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 third best of the night, and it was obvious. You think so? Oh, but I mean, I think it's obvious that Vendita and Jirigi were in the bottom. I thought Jirigi was very funny. I I didn't follow her humor or storyline or. I didn't follow the storyline, but <laughs> like the delivery wasn't great. But like some of the jokes, which were like. You know, we're both ditzy queen or people. It's people like us. Why they sell instructions on shampoo bottles? I thought that was a funny joke. Like, you know, last time I saw something that looked like poopy poison's drag, I flushed. <laughs> I think they're good jokes. Okay, they are good jokes. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll give those a I'll give those a toot. Uh, so like, you know, I think maybe maybe they actually were funnier written down than they were in their delivery. Because I was like, I didn't think Jirigi deserved to be in the bottom this week. That's it. I wonder then if I was being just led by the editing because I felt the like the editing was... Te- the ed- like, I, I felt like as if it was obvious going through the competition that it was like Jirigi and Vendita were going to be the ones that were in the bottom and that was just how, like, the... And it was like they weren't even making an effort, I felt, to kind of create a tension that felt like Australia mm. could have been in. It was just like, no, no, this is it. This is the show off and Jirigi's going to go home now. Yeah. No, I like, I thought it was like two really strong people. Because obviously Marina is a shock. Marina comes out there and it's really good. And you're the one, like we're both thinking, she's going home this week. You know, she's in the bottom. She's not going to do well. Sharon comes out and it's brilliant. Like, I think personally the best for yeah. me. That run of jokes of Carmen Farrell, I thought yeah. were amazing about her being Irish. No, I absolutely did. I, I sort of was like, I, I, I can't I can never remember between the Havies I think it was Calvo was all like oh you know it was a little bit like too perfect it was I was like no I, I hated that I was like stop yeah. what do you want like what what exactly is it you want like this and I think it's like that's the thing that Spain has, hasn't really fallen into that loop of kind of like needing to find like a negative narrative for every queen if queens were excelling then like you just allow them excel and like it just felt like completely unnecessary to bring that criticism in, and then this sort of like notion of like, oh, she's very perfect. I wish we could see beyond the perfect. It's like, well, she's just really good at the competition. She was very funny. She had jokes for everybody. That was what the challenge was. So I, I don't. Anyway, that did frustrate me because I thought that she was so so funny. And I I totally agree with you because I understand that criticism if it's like on the runway, but it's not. She's come out and done those like that real ugly face that she did in the runway as well. Like she's definitely jumped out of what we perceive to be her comfort zone on the runway. How do you how do you get out of your comfort zone in a roast where the only thing you have to do is be funny? Yeah. How would you get out of your comfort zone in that? Do you do a handstand as well? Like I thought that was unfair criticism. No, it really was. And it felt like a bit like maybe they just wanted to have a criticism to give each or maybe they have to give a negative and a positive to each of them and then they decide just to show some of it. But like, yeah, I, I wasn't so sold on that. But 
But I, I suppose going into this stage of the competition, they need to create some tension about who may or may not win. So they have to create an idea that, yeah. that she isn't going to just run away with it, even though like everyone is like, this is it. This is the, Sp- the Spanish Bianca Del Rio or Bob the Drag Queen. Like this, mm. this is who we're looking at right now. Yeah. Like just that run on jokes of like Carmen is so iron, she doesn't have dandruff, she has food colouring, she doesn't have blood, she has vitamin C, yeah. she doesn't have a penis, she has a carrot. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's just it's just brilliant. Like she's so talented, she absolutely deserves the win. And like there's nothing they can falter at. No. Like to be, you know, which is amazing. Uh, yeah, Estrella playing the agent, I know we sort of touched on it already. It just I don't know, like you expect her to be better and it was just so quick and I know that um Annabelle Alonso, the guest judge, was referencing this Argentinian actor, the comedian who does that sort of shotgun style of jokes. But like I said, I was reading the room and the Spanish speakers weren't laughing either. So I don't know how good it actually uh, yeah, was. Yeah, I, I felt like as if there was prob- there was there was far too many. Like, I do think that there was some humor in there and there was some moments I can't remember a few of the jokes did kind of hit. In a, in, yeah, in, I think in I, a I smiled one or two but, times. But yeah. I think that like stripping it back a bit and like giving a bit more room to breathe and some of them would have been would have been good because you, you kind of were it, in order to keep up with it, you were having to miss half of what was happening. So it, mm. and it, maybe that was like the the idea was like well look, the hit rate will just be so high that some things will stick and some things won't and it won't matter because hopefully people will be laughing at some of what's happening and if you don't hear the rest of it that's fine. But I was expecting better from her and I think that this is where like like I would see herself and and Sharon kind of as the front runners in the competition because I think that they are both really charismatic, obviously fantastic queens who are are at that level of of kind of like that have that charisma uniqueness nerve and talent that you're looking for in a in a Mm. in a drag race winner but i just think that that she hasn't necessarily matured in her performance style it's still like a bit uncertain in her performance style, and that's where she kind of needs to develop and we know she has comic timing because she's hilarious in the talking heads but what that thing missed was the comic timing because you weren't able to discern what's a build-up what's a punchline you weren't given time to actually laugh at the joke. So look, I don't think it worked. Uh, it obviously just comes down to a lack of confidence. She's not confident in herself being funny when she, yeah. we know she is. No, completely, completely. A lot of the criticism towards Benita was, it. they seemed to be implying that she didn't do any prep, that she thought that she would just go out there and we be guess. funny. And they were like, maybe we're wrong because we keep telling her that you're so funny. All you have to do is open your mouth and you're funny. And then that's what she did and she wasn't funny. Like, to me, yeah, it's a, like based on what the judges say, if that's true, like the bang of complacency of that. Yeah. Also, I'm like, show me the receipts. When have we ever thought that she was a funny queen? <laughs> <laughs> I think she did well in that uh, diary, Patricia's diary challenge. But yeah, I don't have her down. As no, I queen. certainly don't. Especially not when like you're kind of like, and, and I, th- I think as well, like when you're in a competition with Australia and Sharon, like you would do well to do your homework because you know yeah. that there's two people in the bottom and there's two people who you could safely assume are absolutely going to be in the top. So like you're fighting for just one safe place. So if you're not putting yeah. in every bit of effort, then I would say that is more fool you. I, I, I like... I don't know. Maybe she like maybe it came off in the moment when what being like watched live that she was struggling. I just thought she seemed nervous. Mm. Yeah, I thought she struggled at the start, but then she got into yeah. it. So they seem to say it was like 
she was she waited for a laugh and the laugh didn't come and it knocked her confidence which i mean i can imagine that happening but yeah i thought she was the worst yeah yeah i agree and i also didn't really like the the the, the look overall either it, you know well let's get into the runway because the category was spanish heroines and again this really feels like the drag queens got a brief that was something different because I thought we were going to be getting individuals Isabella of Spain we were going to be getting Penelope Cruz individual Spanish female that's icons. what I'd anticipated too but it was these sort of groups of women which was unclear yeah I, I got confused by what the brief was because yeah, exactly the same like I, I had anticipated that we were going to be getting like some incredibly well-known heroic Spanish women from history but in fact it was just like big up the journalist female journalists in fact female <laughs> photojournalists you know and like maybe there is like a sort of a a branch of the female Spanish photojournalists who bravely in the 1930s act dressed like you know Agent Carter and brought down Franco but I suppose we didn't get told that story and don't know it so instead it's just a bit like what is happening here yeah and i guess like we did have in in episode one like hometown hero so they were spanish women yeah but you kind of wonder like why out of everything that they did that they were like let's do it let's do a spin on that where we we promote groups of women with no identities it was strange drigi was up first she gave us the women who died under franco's reign in this sort of crocheted uh dress with like little crocheted balls or flowers or something on it it was her granny's dress originally uh i thought she looked good in this i did too i get like i mean just to come back to the the like the the interpretations of this runway it's like if you imagine that they were doing a like an irish runway and someone decided that they were going to do the women who'd been in the magdalene laundry like it's a very heavy subject <laughs> yeah matter. and then you've sharon doing the irish mammy and you're yeah. like, okay we'll do it. <laughs> and then it's like oh the camogie players and you're like oh man, okay. <laughs> exactly yeah and then <laughs> then you do australia coming out being veronica gear <laughs> <laughs> but i mean basically yeah but like Veronica Guerin and Una Mullally, <laughs> but but no, but like it, it is you know like it it is like I, I don't know it just it, it was a very confused brief and then it made everyone look very different. I I really liked um, Dreegi's interpretation of it. I thought it was really interesting, mm. but I, I don't know if it was an appealing look to look at. You know what I mean. I thought it was unique. I thought it was like, unique, the, but what the white did it makeup look and everything. Nice? Yeah, I thought it, well, did look nice. It looked okay, but I thought it was striking. It was striking. I'll give you that, but I don't think it looked very nice. It was a striking, and it had a beautiful story behind it. And I think that like the connection back to her mother, who'd actually fled during Franco's reign, like the mm. our grandmother, like that's all like beautiful. But I just looking at it, I kind of was like, it, it didn't, it didn't, it didn't. I didn't like looking at it. It looked that's fair. like, well, it was doilies. Like it, it was doilies sewn together. It was like this week to the runway, I am bringing you the elevation of Mrs. Doyle from Father Ted. Well, I liked the, like the bullet hole in the forehead and stuff. I, I did that think was that was interesting like, as well. Yeah. 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 Um, Marina gave us the trans women, which I don't, maybe I'm being a secular here. It was kind of all trans women. It wasn't necessarily specific to Spain. That was my only criticism here. Is there a specific problem the trans... Like, 
what's what what were the particular issues for trans women in Spain? I guess what is what I wanted to hear in the runway presentation. I was okay with that. I thought that okay. it was like as a community, as a persecuted community, like Spanish trans women have faced whatever struggles Spanish trans women have faced, and I'm okay with mm-hmm. with that. I I think that the look was impressive, but could have used some finessing. Like the hands were just a bit lumped on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. What did was there a, a reason for the heart on the head? I think that it was meant to be the, 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 the hands of the trans. Like if my interpretation of it was, and this is not, you know, this is not the actual term, was that it was the like the hands of the trans people who had built the protections that exist for the trans community today, protecting the hearts of the trans people who get to experience the more free society they're living in. But I'm also okay. doing a lot of blank filling in there. i guess that was my issue with it was it kind of just felt that they were like i'm supporting trans women and it's like cool yeah we appreciate that but give us more specifics to this run yeah i think is what i was looking for uh we have Australia in the black and white for the journalist i did think the black and white makeup on her was good very well done because that's a difficult sort of makeup to do definitely but again i missed the specificity of at least she did mention two women's names who obviously I didn't recognize, but I did sort of feel like, what sort of persecution are we? Are we talking about the music journalist, or are we talking about a specific t- taking down the drug cartel journalist? I wasn't sure. I was assuming based on the sort of styling that it was to do with journalists who had been active during the Franco era, like so journalists okay. who were trying to reveal the truth or we're trying to probe for the truth during that area or the persecution of the free press during that that period of um of spanish history i mean again i took that from the fact that the styling was vaguely 30s ish mm. um, so i'm filling in some blanks there myself and it may or may not be correct sharon gave us the housewife she had a cool little cooker on one side and a watering can on the other and then she folded down the apron there was a laptop there this was a fu- this was fun after three this heavy runways. This really sp- this this one spoke to me the most. This one told me the story without having to do any of the work. It was like mm. I understand this, I get this. I think that like every country has a particular place in their heart for the the mothers, and I think that kind of it was a really lovely way to celebrate them and all that the women who, who are mothers do. I I really enjoyed it. I thought that she looked great. It was fun. It was colorful. It had a vibe of like a children's TV show. I loved the like two D props she had. Like so, I I really really enjoyed this. Yeah, and it was homely, but it was also kind of kitsch, which yeah, I enjoyed. Absolutely. And finally, Benita was the female artists but she was not the french artist she was the spanish artist and that's why she didn't wear a beret she wore this thing on her head uh, i actually quite liked the presentation of this i thought like it looked big and voluminous on the stage and i liked the paint over the face and stuff like i liked the character yeah i did i liked the character and i did think it was an interesting you know sort of silhouette and whatever but i, I just felt like it was like I need to go out of my way to make you know that this is the Spanish people. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't, mm. I don't, that sort of sort of threw me because it was like, oh, I'm referencing a very specific era of painters who most people think, I don't know. I was just like, could French, you not yeah. pick something that is more standout Spanish or make it more Spanish? 
in your yeah. presentation. Yeah. Well, the flamenco dancer. Like, I was like, where was the flamenco dancers? Where were they? Maybe that was route one for yeah. everybody. I don't they were all worried. Maybe they were worried about gypsy appropriation. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, so Marina wins. I think, would it be fair to say you are like me, which is Sharon probably should have won, but they're giving it to Marina for best improved? I think so. I think they're giving it to Marina so that there's a more even playing field going into the last two weeks so that they can keep this sort of like shaky oh is she too perfect to win narrative going around thrown so yeah but i i would have i was happy with either of them winning i was very happy for marina because she has kind of been a bit of a backseat contestant for the last while so it's good for her to step forward yeah but yeah i do think that trump would have would have been a more justified winner in my view so that leaves benita and jerigi to lip sync to fuego and although fuego is an amazing song i didn't love the lip sync no it was like Good for Spanish terms, but overall, like the way Chirigi was able to do a back tumble, turn to the camera and lip sync Fuego with zero emotion in her face. Had the real pang of sociopath on Yeah. I d- yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess as well, like just both of the outfits were like, I don't know, neither of the outfits felt like they were appropriate for the song, which I guess is sort of, you know, what you get when, when you're, when you're when you're lip syncing and whatever you're wearing in the the one way but I, which i felt kind of like for vendita that they, there was an opportunity to put something that would have felt more kind of fuego ish on mm. underneath thing but anyway that's neither here nor there um yeah i didn't think that, but i i think that i think benedita's reveal worked for her she just did it too early she should have done it before the last chorus because i thought like the nipple tassels and stuff, it's fun it's very her it's very cabaret she was able to dance in it, but I just think it came it came off pretty early. See, I, I feel like she should, yeah, she should have had a bra on, and then kind of she could have had a second reveal with okay, the castles yeah. or something like that. Because I just like the man chest. And so, I I don't know. It's a very sexy song. They tried to like. I, I was thinking back to kind of the last time we had a, sort of a, a lip sync with this much passion in it. it was like Carmen Carrera versus Raja in season three, where they were lip syncing to some mm. Paula Abdul song, I think, and like they were crawling all over each other. And it was very sexy, and it felt like very sort of you know. Whereas this one was more kind of like teenage dry humping. Like it was, it, it was a little uncomfortable to watch. Yeah. And I just, and like Jirigi was really go girl, give us nothing with the sort of tumbles and they just didn't look elegant. And... No, but I mean, I guess how elegant can you look when you're wearing a costume made out of doilies? Well, you can look at more elegant than that. <laughs> yeah. But I, as well as that, though, like, I think that, like, having the wig reveal was great and unexpected. Um, yeah, it's true. But, uh, but I just think that, like, I, I don't know, just, I just really didn't. The flowers are falling off the dress as well, like, which isn't no, a good No, it's look. not a good look. But, yeah, I, I was, I, I just felt like as if she wasn't in a position to give a convincing or compelling lip sync because her outfit was gross. But she was in a position to give a very haunting song as she left the workroom. I don't remember this. Do you remember? Oh, Maybe yes! you were like, she's gone, I'll turn it <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like they cut the music and then she gave this sort of like haunting fire ballad as she was leaving. It was all very mysterious. Off she goes to represent Spain in Eurovision next year. <laughs> or Belgium. Yeah. Uh, I honestly think she could have a career in Dragula if she so wished because I think she works well as a sort of villain and I think she does that sort of like haunted doll drag very well. Yeah, I could see that. I think she would need more versatility or she'd need the ability to... That's a trigger for her. Yeah, she, absolutely. But she also she would need more 
she would need an ability to take criticism and also to 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 be a bit more versatile i think uh next week's the makeover challenge who thinks going home i mean i thought it was good, clearly marina but i think it could be either marina or benedita i hope i mean it could also be Australia in in some regard thinking about it because like she is true famously not a great sewer um and if she has to make an outfit so i i think it'll i would like the top three to be sharon Australia and i don't really mind between the other two i guess Vendita deserves it more so they, they'd be the three i think i would pick I've preferred Marina's runways, but I haven't been compelled to her as a character. But I haven't been overly compelled to Benedita either. So I, I feel Benedita feels like more of an all-rounder. Yeah. Either way, neither of them are going to win. Yeah. I, I think that like if you don't have Estrella going into the to the final, to the, to the finale, then it's really going to feel like a one-horse race. Yeah. I think so too. I think so too. Uh, by the time you hear this you'll be one at one day away well by the time this episode comes out you'll be one day away from All Stars 7 are you hyped for the first episode we're actually getting two episodes in the first day which I'm excited about that is very exciting I like this there's a double double revealing um, mm. yeah I think it, I'm excited for this season I think it's going to be really good I think it's going to be excellent yeah yeah I'm looking forward. Yeah, to, I'm looking too. forward to, to getting our teeth into it. Um, I'm, and they've done a lot of promo. They've shelved every other franchise. <laughs> like I'm shocked we haven't got a Down Under two or a France yet because they've just been focused on this. Yeah, me too. And I like it. I like this. Give it the time to breathe that it needs. And like yeah. you know, we are now going to be what we're going to have two weeks left of Hispania. Yeah. So then it's going to be hopefully plain sailing over the summer plain sailing well, who, who knows? knows but uh we'll we are working on a sort of mini series for you guys over all stars seven with a sort of individual episode on each of the contestants sort of spotlighting their their rise to how they've ended up on all stars seven and um, so we're working on that so that's going to air when we finish spain so that'll uh, keep you company during all stars seven in lieu of a, a, another international season yes um, absolutely so you can look forward to that uh, think that any other business? And AOB, um, nothing. To, something did occur to me, but I've forgotten what it was. But anyway, it will, it'll, it'll come back, it'll next, come back week next week, and, and uh, he it. might have remembered. <laughs> 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 All right, thank you for listening, and thank you for supporting us here in the workroom. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.